So welcome to another episode of Records Revisit, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm the DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who subscribes to the notion that it's it's only mountains in the sea. Love will conquer if you just believe. Here's my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben. I mean. So for this episode, we have a special guest. You all might know her as Joan as Policewoman. Her most recent record is called Covers 2 and includes covers of some recognizable songs, which I think we're going to talk about. So please welcome to the podcast, Joan Wasser. Hello. Hello. How, how are you faring in the uh, pandemic, quarantine, or pre-apocalypse, whatever we're calling this thing? Well, music is, as usual, saving my life <laughs> during, <clears throat> during this time. Uh, you know, I have a home studio, and then I also have been getting to go to the studio I work in because I started mixing a record right as this was starting with the engineer. And the owner of the studio took off with his family. So the engineer and I, who both live alone, we are each other's only other contacts. So we ride to the studio. And so I've just been getting to work on music this whole time. Yeah, it's been really, obviously, it's been incredibly helpful. I'm going to be interested to see and hear all of the creative stuff that came from all of this downtime that we're all having. Me too. I, um, I, th- I mean, judging from the people I know, uh, all, all the musicians that I know, everyone had really high expectations for themselves. <laughs> and then, you know, as reality set in, stress and anxiety doesn't usually help creativity. Right. So... Uh, you know, there, there's, I mean, one of my friends was laughing, uh, you know, she, she was saying, yeah, like all, all, all these people like, yeah, I'm going to post daily. And then they post, you know, they do Instagram live daily and then, you know, they're on. And then it's like, after like eight days that you don't see them ever again. Right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. So. So I've, I've kind of jumped the gun. I, uh, I didn't give the, the little intro of uh, the all-important question. So we ask all of our guests and uh, ourselves the, uh, the what T-shirt are you wearing question. So, Wayne, let's start with you. What T-shirt are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing my Prince Purple Rain album cover T-shirt. All right. Yes. How about you, Joan? What T-shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing a T-shirt with Augustus Pablo playing melodica. It doesn't say his name anywhere. It's just an image of him. It's like an olive green shirt and he's like uh it just just the the black space is black and the white space is olive green. Um and he is playing melodica. I adore Augustus Pablo and I was so excited to find this shirt because it's like the not exactly the most i guess wanted t-shirt he's not a known commodity right where so where where would you find a t-shirt like that well you would find it on the world wide web Uh, okay (laughs) well you can find anything there yeah although this one yeah it's not like this was like a one-off so 
Yeah. It's not a, it's not an absolutely the, the most normal shirt. What shirt you got on? So I'm wearing a Beastie Boys check your head t-shirt. Yes. And uh, I, I, I totally forgot what week it was because I wore my Prince Purple Rain t-shirt earlier in the week, um, not remembering that we were recording this episode this week. Or I would have worn my Prince t-shirt as well, Wayne. Oh, we would have so, matched. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so the first thing I did, Joan, when I, when I was looking at your bio, when I was re- doing a little research on you, was... I saw she was a member of the Dam Builders. And I immediately was transported to the mid-90s because Shrine is one of those songs that has stuck with me for decades. Aw, wonderful. And I never understood why that song isn't remembered in like the same vein as some songs like from Better Than Ezra or Gin Blossoms, etc. I mean, that's that song was like right in that vein, don't you think? Well, I think it's way better than better than Ezra and Gin Blossoms. I'm going on the record right now. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that song's a great pop song. Yeah. And it it made some waves, but there was so much. That was such a crazy time when there was so much music on major labels. And yeah. it's just so much going on. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that was a really fun band um, for me. I had, I learned so much and yeah, it's great. You guys did two records together? We did an EP and three records and we're on three records. And we were on Electra. East West Electra. Yeah. yeah. Did you just do violins for, for the dam builders or what was there I other did. instruments that you provided? No, I played violin. There was a lot of effects pedals uh, involved, but it was just violin. I was not singing, no interest in singing horrified by the idea of singing (laughs) (laughs) truly you you a fan of the airborne toxic event at all what's that you don't know them the airborne toxic event yes it's a band no never heard of them but that's quite a name the uh, their most popular song came out i don't know 12 13 years ago called somewhere around midnight and they have, they have a female violin player in the band. They're a rock band. Okay. And she just recently left the band a couple months ago. And okay. I don't like them as much anymore because mm. of that. So 
And since the dam builders, you get you have played with seemingly everybody. I try. I try then. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh one of my my best discoveries this week. So um all of my music listens have either been you, this Prince record, or we are prepping to do a a a episode on the Smiths, The Queen is Dead. Oh yeah. And you did I stumbled on a cover yeah. that Joseph Arthur did for There is a Light That Never Goes Out. Yeah. And you're on that. <clears throat> I sure am. I and love it's that. Fantastic. Cover. Thank you so much. Oh. Yeah, I, I really love I loved how that turned out. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs ever. <laughs> that uh, so. is one of the greatest songs of all time. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um so one other thing that I've discovered during the quarantine is the hashtag for Tim's Twitter listening party. Yes, you have. And I don't know how I have not I had not found this before, but a, a couple of weeks ago I stumbled on it because Lloyd Cole was tweeting about his album Rattlesnakes. Yeah. Which is one of my favorites. Um and this last week was New Order talking about low life. Yeah. And um and but you did you did the the listening party for real life. That's right. Yeah, and Lloyd was all over that. <laughs> uh, so good. Um, is Eternal Flame is that considered your most popular song? Or um, most recognizable song? I mean, actually, it's the magic from the deep field. Um, and then, do you know that song, the magic? Yeah, absolutely. I I lo- uh, yeah. That was the one yeah, I, yeah. I found that we really loved that song. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also, the ride is pretty um, well known from real life. There's a lot. It, it it sort of depends who from what part of life you're talking. Like from you know where the person's from. Um, also, okay. uh, geo- geographically as well <laughs> uh, of what song is. The most, um, you know, known. I don't want to tell you what you already know. This is me that you're talking to. And anything I say, I said before, one woman be enough. And something in my mind. And I, I slip on my heels And now I find that I'm face to face With none other than me I have got the mirror up against the marquee And all the reads is I am fine, I am divine And there's a wild ride going on behind the sign I'm looking for the magic I'm thinking for the right way So did I read correctly that you are um, you're fairly known in what was it Denmark Sweden um, all over Europe and the UK I do really yeah. well yeah yeah what so so why I guess I th- I'm gonna throw this out because we we just did um, 
we just did an, an episode a couple couple months ago on uh, how do you pronounce Emil- Emiliana Torini. Um, yeah. Torini. Oh yeah. So. So she's so she's super big over in the you know in in Europe, but t- hasn't really made a dent much in the U.S. And I think that she's she's okay with that. So so why is it that you you are more known in the European circles as opposed to here in the U.S.? Well, I will tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I. Started Jonas Policeman in around 2002, and excuse me, made an EP that I made in 2000. Made an EP in 2003, and then Rufus Wainwright asked me to tour with him starting mm-hmm. in 2004, and that was um, he offered me the support slot as well. Okay, so I began playing solo for Rufus's crowd, which was, I knew was going to be an amazing learning experience, but, um, you know, really was, uh, in, uh, a gentleman, a a music lover who owned a record store store called reveal reveal records, saw me play in Birmingham and loved it. And then loved it so much. He went back the next night and then wrote me on, Oh boy, what's it called? Spaceland. What's it called? M- not my MySpace. Oh, <laughs> are we? We're going to date her. That's a while ago. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote me on MySpace. This is in 2004, and said, um, you know, he bought me bought my EP, and he said, <clears throat> I've been wanting to start a record label, and um, I want this EP to be my first release. Oh, I had sent okay. it around to all the people I knew in the U.S. No one cared. Um, and he started buying them from me by the box and selling them in, in his store and playing them over the playing the EP over the over his system. And people loved it. And he was like, this is this is this is the record I want to I want want to be my first release. So that's what happened. Um, and then in the meantime, I was recording my first full length real life and he hooked me up with my label PS that were then in Belgium and now are in London. Uh, and then I released, I've released five records now of my own material on PS. And I mean, I just laid all the groundwork there, uh, did tons of touring there they really took to it. You know, they really took to my music and to what I was bringing them. And I had done so much touring in the nineties and the beginning of two thousands in the United States of America. And I was, I was ready for a change, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, And so also just in Europe, there's like a, there's just a different, it feels like there's a different awareness of music. People of all ages go out to see shows, go out to see live music. There's, there's a love of music that definitely people here have, but not as many. Right. That's, that's what I feel. So 
it just, I just kept working there, you know, in, in, in the UK and in Europe and, and then also in Australia and New Zealand. And it just, it just worked, you know, and, um, my label doesn't really have much going on here. So I just, I was working so much. I could, you know, I, I did, do, I did do some touring here, but I just sort of like kind of right. threw in the towel at a certain point. I was just like, I play New York City, and I will be doing U.S. states again, but, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see about that. So that's why. Yeah, so I'm assuming that when you play here in the States, you know, you're playing smaller smaller venues, maybe just one step up from a coffee shop as opposed to in Europe, you're playing venues. Yeah, I mean, I was it was it was okay here. I just... The vibe is so different. It's just yeah. not worth it. Also, the it's so you, you have to cover so much space to get anywhere. I just honestly had done so much touring here that um, I, I was I was just yeah. I was done yeah. for for a bit. You know, yeah. So you make some great videos as well. <laughs> Thank you. Some interesting videos. What, what, which is the one with the bodybuilders and the smoking fish? Yeah, that's the magic. That's the song that's that magic. I mentioned. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I really actually don't love a music video. Like, I, I, I kind of resent the fact that I, sort of. I mean, I'm, I'm being dramatic, but I, you know, I sort of resent the fact that I have to make music videos because I think I'm, I'm such a music purist. Uh, and I don't, I like, I love the idea of people creating their own images from the music, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but part of it, part of my job requirement is to make videos. So, I mean, I just try to find them some sort of absurd or comedic element or something that's going to just be different because there's just no point. <laughs> Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so on the comedic note, so you had Fred Armisen in one of your videos that you did with uh, Benjamin Lazar Davis. Yeah. And two actually of them. Two of we those. Did ba- okay. We did, we did, um, we, we did, we switched roles for each video. Oh, one okay. of them. Yeah. So um, he's in two of them. I know Fred cause we were in a band together in the mid nineties. Which one? Uh, Those Bastard Souls. It's a band that Dave Shouse from the Grifters put together. It was um, Dave, Fred, and Fred, uh, Stephen Drozd from the Lips. Um, Yeah, it was like such a fun band. And um, so, yeah, Fred and I have been close ever, ever since then. So I've known him for, whoa, 25 years. Did he ever have you on Portlandia? No. No. No songs on Portlandia? I don't know. Oh. I never talked to him about Portlandia. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I actually never have thought about that. But yeah. and, and, and Wayne, since both of us grew up in the Northwest, um, how spot on is Portlandia? <laughs> uh, it's, it's right on. It's right on. Yeah, point. Portland is good. So let's let's talk about your latest release. So it's a it's an album full of covers, and we're going to talk about 
one of the covers coming up later. So I'm going to skip the, the Prince song. Um, you've got a wide variety of artists that you've covered on this, going from Outcast to The Strokes to Michael McDonald to Neil Young. Um, when you picked Under Control, so that's not one of the more known Stroke songs like Reptilia. That's that's my jam. I love that song so much. Um, why did what what was it about Under Control that uh, you decided you wanted to put your own spin on that that particular song? Yeah, with that song, when I heard it, what I heard was like a classic R and B song with with a Strokes treatment. Like I, I just, the song, I mean, it was obviously the strokes. They have such a signature sound right. with, you know, Julian's yeah. like drawl. I love, I love their sound. But when I heard that song, I was like, Oh man, that's an amazing, like soul song. Uh, that's just what I heard, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I just, I felt like that was a perfect song because it came immediately like, wow, that, that song's incredible, but I, I'm hearing it just in a completely different way. So that is, uh, that's how that happened. Yeah. That, that, that was a really straightforward pick for me. Yeah. And, and you, you definitely put your own spin on all of these songs. So Wayne gives me crap all the time about my love for Michael McDonald. <laughs> oh, and, and I lo- we could have a whole session just on love of Michael McDonald. Okay, so so on Twitter, I do the I do the hashtag mm on Mondays. That is the Monday morning Michael McDonald. So I f- I find an obscure, not necessarily obscure, but a a song or record that Michael McDonald provided some either vocals or instrumentation for. Um, like last week I just posted about a Bonnie Raitt record that he was on early, early in his career. And I, I love Michael McDonald. That's one of my, I keep forgetting is like one of my top five singles of all. I hear you brother. I love it. Yes. And I love your spin on it. It's so good. Oh, I'm glad. Yes. I'm glad. Um, and I'm, yeah, no, I I was just going to say, so, so, where where is where did your love for Michael McDonald come from? Was it Doobie Brothers? Was it his own stuff? Um, is it just his voice because it's smooth like butter? I mean, what 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 is it about Michael? Is it smooth like butter? I don't know. I think it is. I love it. I- yeah, I know. I love it. I'm not sure it's smooth like butter, but we'll get back to that. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, when growing up, it was the Doobie Brothers. That's where I heard that that signature voice, Mm -hmm. um, for the first time. Uh, and then this, I mean, I remember hearing this song like throughout my growing up and I mean, in my adult life, I have listened to the recording of keep forgetting so many times because it is in my opinion, one of the most amazing examples of a recorded piece of music the playing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so tight. It's, it's almost alarming, you know, 
And um, it's just a perfect song. It is. And I literally have listened to it on repeat. Like, like I remember drives, like two, three hour drives where li- it is actually on repeat. And I listened to it for that long. so yeah so there was no way i was going to um skip uh you know miss an opportunity to try to uh, see what i could do with the song it's also that the the lyrics are so heart-wrenching but the song is so coked up that you don't really even notice as you know you don't get the full meaning of what he's saying you could miss it because the song is so just like up you know just (laughs) just so tight and so up um so i wanted to bring those lyrics those lyrics out a little bit it's great yeah (laughs) yeah There's one other song on that record that I can listen to on repeat. The uh, I Can Let Go Now. I can listen to that on repeat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Also, let's not forget about Loggins. Okay. Oh, I love I love me some Loggins, too. I. Uh, yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just had to get that oh, in I'm, there. I'm all about the <laughs> Yacht Rock. So uh, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Again, Wayne's going to give me crap about it. But uh, it was... Kenny Loggins was the headliner and Michael McDonald was his opening act. Schwing. Yeah. That was that was pretty special. Oh, when was that? Uh it was the Clearwater Jazz Festival about uh two years ago, three years ago. Oh, recent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, it was good. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I bet. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Two other songs I want to talk about on your on your uh, covers record. So um, when I was listening through it, I was like, "Where have I heard this song? There are worse things I can do." <laughs> the Grease soundtrack. I, I I had to I had to research. I had to Google that. I'm like, "Holy crap! That's the Stalker Channing song." Yes. 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 Um, how many times have you seen Grease? A lot of times. Yeah. Um, you know, mostly around, mostly when I was a child, you know. Um, but I've seen it a couple times since. Even, you know, every time I've seen it, way before I really could even comprehend what 
she was talking about or the depth of her character, I cried my eyes out every time that song would come on. I mean, it just would just destroy me. So that was also a song. I was like, oh, man, could I actually do this song, you know, um, and get away with it? So, like, I tried to do a a Flamingos-style version of it. Yeah. It's great. And then... Thank you. you. So you took me down a wormhole. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes. So the song Running, which is a Gil Scott Heron, and I'm like, who is Gil Scott Heron? Why do I? Oh. And I I totally forgot who he was because then I went to Spotify. I'm like, oh, the revolution will not be televised guy. Yeah, but also a ton of other music. He's known for that, but he's, I mean, his records are incredible. And a lot of records. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to be doing some, uh, I'm going to be doing some extra research. Uh, yeah. Pieces of a man is amazing. Yeah. That is the one that the revolution will not be televised on. Um, what's the one with brother? I mean, just, I honestly, he's an absolute genius and didn't uh, get the credit in my opinion that he could have. Well, thank you, thank you for reminding me who he was. Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go through that wormhole. Sweet, that's a spoken word piece of his that I wrote a song and melody to. Yeah, that's very cool. Wayne, anything on the Jones cover record that you wanted to chat about? Uh, no, and you you covered him. Like I say, oh, well, other than the one that we're not talking about right this minute, which I thought was. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I recognize the the Grease one. Like I say, I've seen Grease, uh, I don't know, 250 times. Um, <laughs> wow. Mostly when I was a kid also. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, and like I say, I also, I agree, as much as you give me static about Michael McDonald, I, that is, a, that's a classic song. That's a, and her version of it's, uh, is, is just, it's incredible. I love a different take on a song that good because it just show it just highlights, you know, that a song that great, you really have to try and mess it up. And when you put a, a an authentic, uh, different spin on it, um, you open it up to it. Just, I don't know, just, it shines a light on the song and, and, and shows a different, I mean, to a different degree, how wonderful it is. Yeah. Mm, thank you so much. That's a, that's wonder. That's great to hear. Now, how do we get it to Michael McDonald? <laughs> At great Twitter, great I think that's how you get yeah. everything to people. Maybe, All right, Twitter. Yeah, maybe we should just go on like this big giant Twitter campaign for the next couple of weeks and just tweet at him. What do you think that about this, great. Michael? Okay. Yeah, come on, right? Yeah, let's He's got to hear it. Anyway. Let's do it. I, right. I agree. Yeah. So, so one last thing about your covers record. So the actual cover of your record is you showing your backside with your fingers crossed. And it reminds me of the Loverboy cover for their album, Get Lucky. That's what it is. It's a cover uh, of a cover. That's uh, what I did on my first yeah. album as well. I covered a cover. There we go. All right. Yeah. Yep, you got it. So no working for the weekend, though, cover on this one. No, because that song's not good enough. <laughs> fair enough fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. i'm not going yeah i'm not going to, i mean uh, come on 
that record cover, I mean, I'll never forget seeing that record cover. I was like, oh, my God, is that like that is so messed up, yes. you know? Yes. Um, and, you know, when I when because I, that came out, I don't know. When did that come out? I guess that must have come out that at a time when. 80, okay, 1981. 81. Yeah, okay. 81. So I was 11. So I was like, whoa, that's like really risque, you know? Um, and then as an adult, it's just, I mean, it's just funny. Yeah. It's just really actually funny. Um, so yes, that's it. You got it. Not everybody gets it as you're going <laughs> to, you know, as you could imagine. Yeah. Nobody got the cover of the cover that I did for my first album. Nobody. Okay. It's like a cover of an o- O'Donnell Levy record called everything I do going to be funky. And, uh, it's a, man's hand obviously man's hands on this woman's naked butt that is the cover of the record and i also remember seeing that actually in the bins and like goodwill you know and just being like oh oh my good lord and so then i put it on my own record you know i have my hands on one of my friends naked butt you know so i'm maybe i'm a little bit uh crazy but (laughs) <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do it. All good. Yeah. All good. I'm glad you brought up the 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 first re- covers record because I I didn't I didn't know the reference there. So that's uh, good. You're stuff. not alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, one last question before we talk about the record that you chose. So we ask all of our guests their opinion of Toto's Africa. Is it a good or bad song? Oh, it's great. It's amazing. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's not no hesitation. Another one for my uh, my side of the uh, the the scores there, Wayne. Wayne, Sorry, do you hate uh, do you hate Toto's Africa? Uh, I don't hate. I don't. I mean, I'm. I just don't. I don't like it. I think it's it's glossy and soulless. And I and but I, totally, I get. Totally, but isn't that great about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never looked at it that way, but. Uh, yeah, it was one of the. I can say I wouldn't say good or bad. I I just I don't I don't like it. And now it's yeah. been that's just now Ben Ben Ben's made it a thing. So now I can't I couldn't like it if I wanted to. Right, right, I get it. We're we're going to retire the question soon. We're we're still trying to figure out what's what's a good transition question from the interview section to the 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 record choice section. We haven't been able to land on a good uh, good question. So we we thought about asking people their opinion of Billy Joel. Ooh, I know that's one of those those uh, topics that uh, is a source of um, contention wow. and derision. So Ooh. yeah, um, we could yeah. go on for like an hour about Billy Joel, but we won't. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that that question would would actually potentially make lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I found out the hard way. So um, we put a question out on Twitter and and I totally worded it in a way that um, was going to potentially cause um, some people to look twice at it. And we got like, I don't know, 600 or 700 votes on, on it. And it was basically when did Billy Joel become uncool or jump the shark? And then I gave some time periods of like 
the glass houses period, uh, stormfront period. And then I said, Billy's always been cool in his own way, you know? And, um, man, I got, I got vilified. Richard Marks called me out. Wow. About the way that I worded it. And I, and look, I was trying to be a little bit of a, Baiting. You were baiting. I was was totally baiting. I was totally baiting and it worked, (laughs) but sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, Uh, Twitter's Twitter followers are just dying to be baited. Yes. Yeah. I hate social media. You did a good job. Good job working the Twitter angle. I know. I hate social media though. I really do. I'm only on it because of this podcast. So well, let, let's talk about the record you chose. So tell our listeners what record you chose to revisit. I chose to revisit Parade by Prince and the Revolution. Okay. Any other records that you thought about? Nope. About doing? Nope. This was it? Yep. Okay. This is it. So, so let me give a little bio info. So Parade, this was the eighth studio record by Prince. Uh, last one where the revolution is his backing band, though there are some songs on sign of the times where the revolution, uh, do provide some backing on the album itself. Uh, it was released. This was released in March of 1986 and, uh, essentially is the soundtrack record to his under the cherry moon movie. Did you guys watch? Have you guys watched Under a Cherry Moon? (laughs) I remember trying to watch it at one point and just actually not being able to get through it. And that's really saying a lot. So I went to a midnight showing of this when it first came out. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Wayne, you remember the the old Narrows uh, 12 uh, movie complex where they used to do the... You remember we used to go to midnight movies there. Hold on, hold on. You guys yeah. grew up together? Yes, we yeah. did. Where? Tacoma, Washington. Oh, in Tacoma. Oh my God. Okay. All right. All right. Thank yes. you. Okay, go ahead. And uh I fell asleep <laughs> about twenty minutes into the 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 movie. As you should have. It was awful. awful um yeah. I, I woke up towards the end of it. And was like, what in the world did I pay money to see? And I totally had forgotten about it because I was going to, for research for this, I was going to go rent it. And, and well, here, here, here's the deal. I didn't watch it because I watched the preview first. (laughs) Amazon will show you the previews, you know, minute and a half preview. And I started watching and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, not going to spend my two dollars and ninety nine cents on this. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, just wasn't good. Purple Rain's fantastic, though. Yep, yep. This this one not not so much. So this was this was the follow up record to Around the World in a Day, which came out in eighty five. Now I want I want your guys' opinion of this because this comes from Wikipedia, and it said. Uh, after the critical disappointment of his 1985 album "Around the World in a Day," blah blah blah, <laughs> blah. and I love "Around the World in a Day." Yeah. What, what's your guys' opinion of it? 
Yeah. You, you first, Wayne. I love Raspberry Beret. Um, I think for me, I was disappointed because uh, my favorite Prince record is 1999. Mm, yeah. And then, of course, he follows it up with Purple, Ra- uh, Purple Rain. And then there's there's no way. I, I mean, there was going to be a letdown to try. I mean, following Purple Rain in 1999. Sure. I mean, when you're going to get compared to that, it was it was disappointing for me. But initially, when the first thing, you know, the first single I was Raspberry Beret, I was I, I was in, I, you know, let's see what happens. But ultimately, I was somewhat disappointed. Yeah, but Pop Life, I'm sorry, Pop Life is one of the greatest pop songs maybe of all time. That that groove on there is insane. Tambourine. I'm sorry. I love the tambourine. The ladder. The ladder is my. The ladder is ridiculous. Oh. So good. Yeah. Yes, I Paisley think there's. Park. Yeah, Paisley Park is great. I think it's. I think it's great. I think it's. I think it's great. Um, Pop life is just. It's like almost unbelievable that that song. I think. I just. Yes. That comes on, and and you just get. You cannot not get goosebumps like that. You know, for me personally. I used to walk around. Um, Wayne, uh, if you remember, I had a perm back in. The- oh, <laughs> oh, yes. It was so awful. No, it was not but, awful. Own that perm. But I had straight hair, so I, I couldn't do anything with my hair. So, um, after the perm went out, I used to go around my house, um, showing my, my straight hair again go- and going, no curl. And oh, it was just one of those it was yes! one of those really stupid things that my sister and I used to do all the time <gasps> and I own it. And so that that song is always one of those songs that uh has a special meaning to to my heart just because of that idiotic thing that we used to do. But that's anyways. Great. That's a great story. All good. All right. Um what else? What else on parade before we jump into going through each of the songs? We'll talk. We'll talk about how each one. There were three official singles, and maybe we can call a fourth one. Um, was this was this record what broke up the revolution? Does I'm anybody sure. know any of the? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 curious on what happened there, but um, maybe I should maybe I should do more research, Wayne, than instead of watching the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it, you'd have to say it did since they broke up after this. I know, but I'm I'm curious if there is uh, ever going to be a, a a good biopic that talks about this. Um, I hope that there will be someday. So, um, well, let's jump into it. So, as a reminder, our scoring is going to be based on number of songs on the record. Wayne, how many songs on this record? Twelve. Twelve. Which means top songs are going to get 12 points. Next favorite, 11 on Dan to lowest score of one. Let's kick it off. Here is Christopher Tracy's Parade.
And so my question is, was this the first song played in the movie? Because I can't remember and I'm not going to spend my $2.99 to find out. <laughs> I, I, it had to. I, I mean, I never saw the movie. Um, but it has it has this big uh, opening number, this big opening musical number. Yeah. It, I just I feel like it had to be. It's very Broadway, don't you think? Oh yeah, it's 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 very uh, it's it's any like it's the musical version of every every sitcom. You know when they do the musical version, this has a real big opening number feel. Right, right. Joan, what do you got on this on this song? My thoughts on it. Um, yes. I think it's so uh, the one of the re- one of the reasons I love this record is because it is a listen from start to finish. Many of the songs segue into each other. Right. It has such an incredible sequence. And to start a record with with a song that is clearly written to be an introduction to a musical experience is brilliant for me. It's cause it's, it's in many ways, it's sort of, it's kind of an anti song. I mean, it's like such a weird song. It introduces, it introduces all the elements, the, the, the crazy horns, all the symphonic atonality, Wendy and Lisa's vocals, but it's sort of cut and pasted in all these weird ways um, to, to sort of be like, yeah, this is what you're going to get. Here's all the snippets of what you're going to hear in this record, but sort of in this crazy, like throw it up against the wall feeling for me. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of orchestration going on on this. Um so do you guys have you guys ever uh, looked at the website Prince Vault? I have not. No, I I don't do a lot of like I mostly listen. I don't do all that much research. Tell me about Prince Vault. Okay, so it it they go through like every single song and and tell a little bit about the production stuff. So Oh, great. Let tell, <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about this song. Okay. So it was originally called Wendy's Parade. Yep. After Revolution guitarist yep. Wendy. Mm-hmm. And then they added the orchestration for the movie and mm-hmm. then changed it to Christopher Tracy's parade because Christopher Tracy is Prince's character's name in the movie. Mm-hmm. So when you guys get to the song Kiss, when Prince says, Little girl Wendy's parade yep. to introduce the guitar solo. Yep. There that's that's why. Yep. So he's so he's giving a little shout out to to Wendy on the on that song. So anyways, thought that that was totally interesting. Really interesting. Yep. All right. I, I wanna know, since since you you've done some research, I wanna know where so all the orchestral stuff is so unbelievable on this record and yes so did he write this stuff is it real string one is it real strings two did he write it and then chop it up three who's the orchestra like what what's up with the symphonic part so it is actually orchestration so those are strings um it is a person and i couldn't 
I couldn't confirm whether this was a guy or girl. Um, Claire Fisher. Claire is spelled it refers- C-L-A-R-E. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, it referred to him. Referred to him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. In one of the, in something I yeah. read, gotcha. okay. it referred to it as a him. Yeah. So, so yeah, there are, there are songs that have a lot of orchestration and it sounds like from the, the reading that I did was pretty much all of the songs on this record had orchestration on it at some point. Mm. And sometimes Prince decided to pull the orchestration stuff off of it. Yeah. And others, as you can tell, like with this particular song, he kept the orchestration in. And because it did Claire Fisher write the orchestration? It says he arranged and recorded the orchestration. Right. So I wow. So I don't know if Prince came to him and said, I got this melody in mind. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised at all about. Yeah. Um, now I'm looking here. Him. He worked with jazz le- legends such as Donald Byrd and Dizzy Gillespie. This all makes absolute sense because there's so much jazz and also like yes. modern classical in there. It's just like, okay, that's so cool. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Yep. Yeah. A lot. All right. Let's get some scores. This is my three. Wayne, your score. Uh, five. And then Joan. Three. All right. Next song is New Position. get one of you guys get me started on new position what what do you guys like about this song i like it because it it harkens back to my like i said my favorite prince record um 1999 it's i mean it's really sexy and you know dirty like you know dmsr and little red corvette um lady lady cab driver let's pretend we're married so it has all of that i also love there's this almost like steel drum percussion that he's, that he does throughout it. That, that gives it this real, almost like a little bit of a Latin feel to it. Okay. Joan, how about you? What do you like about this song? Yeah. I mean, the lyrics are just so, I mean, I, it, that song comes up. I mean, I just start singing that song when, you know, in conversations with my friends. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you don't no one, had written this song before of any kind, you know, um, that, that take on, on like, let's, let's get this together, like in that way, you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, just the, the feeling of that song, I agree is like, is like the 1999 period, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little bit naughty. A little bit what? 
a little bit naughty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's of course. Bad. It's very naughty. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Wayne, what's your score on this? Uh, eight. Okay. And Joan? Eight. And this is my six. Okay. All right. Next song is I Wonder You. And of course, of course, you is not spelled Y-O-U. It's spelled you. Oh, never. Yeah. Why would you lay space uh, like that? So, uh, shortest song on the record at one minute and 40 seconds. Lead vocals are actually not Prince. That's Wendy. That is the first time on any Prince or Prince in the Revolution album that the vocals were not sung by Prince. Um, All right. So, here's here's my extra production stuff research that I did. So, it said the song was initially recorded with both Prince and Wendy singing lead and also Lisa doing a harmony background vocal. And then the song was sent to Claire Fisher for his input. He did two different orchestral arrangements, one with full orchestration. And after a later request of Prince to do only a flute family orchestration, Mm -hmm. much like the final, finally released version. So um, those versions had Prince's lead vocal mixed in loudest. So Wendy's vocal is not, heard um but before he released this record he omitted his own voice so you just hear wendy Mm -hmm. and the full orchestration arrangement um he used that as some of the incidental music in under the cherry moon but never fully released Mm -hmm. so there you go thank you more production stuff than you ever wanted to know oh no that's not true we could yeah, talk okay. about the production right. stuff only, and I would be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lyrically, there's not much here, right? Yeah, but it's like the feeling of this song is so deep. Like, yeah. first of all, New Position slows down at the end to sink right. into the song that has that totally atmospheric thing. Somebody's, somebody's saying something, and then the crowd explodes into laughter. And it has the the most, I mean, Prince uses incredibly unique songs at f- sounds for drum, for kick drums, especially, uh, and drums and f- for everything. But the, 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 the thing that acts as the kick drum for this song is insane. I mean, I don't know if it's like a timpani that's been, you know, processed somehow. It's crazy. It's so cool. And that that those flute that that flute stuff uh, those those melodies are are it's just infectious and so beautiful and so unique. I mean, you have not heard that 
kind of sounds in a pop song, like on a pop in a pop record, like that's like really special. That yeah. the, that that the, those flute riffs, shall we say, and then the the vocals are like it just gives such a Wendy's vocals that are so, so vibey. I mean, that's what makes yeah. the revolution so good. So much of it are Wendy and Lisa's vocals, you know, like they, they add such a special, mysterious, um, less flashy, more, more internal, uh, feeling somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Wendy and yeah. Lisa have both gone on to do, you know, different soundtrack and scoring yep. for, for, for other records yeah. or for other movies. Yep. So yeah, those guys, those guys are geniuses. <laughs> yeah. They learned, they learned something. My, my guess is Prince learned something from them. Too, I agree. So. Yes. Um, I agree. All right. Uh, let's get some scores on this. So uh, this is my five Joan. I have seven. All right. And Wayne. Six. Okay. Next song is Under the Cherry Moon. guys notice that um the songwriting credits for this so there's both prince and his dad john l nelson that's it yeah john l nelson so so he receives co-writing credits uh though prince vault says his input is uncertain oh it also says that for christopher tracy's parade yes yeah input is uncertain but okay um, and uh, this was interesting. So he reused some of the song's medley um, for the song The Question of You. And that's a oh, yeah. song that's on Graffiti Bridge. Oh, yeah. So what do you guys have to say about this song? I think that it was, uh, I mean, I, I got a feel, I got the feeling that it was made for the movie. Um, I know the the movie takes place in, like the South of France. And so it's got this real French noir feel to it. Um, and I guess ultimately I just didn't, uh, it's not what I expect from Prince. So I, 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 I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just, I guess it wasn't what I expected and that put it down towards the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, Joan, what, anything you want to talk about on this? One? Yeah. I mean, I hear you. It's not what we expect. I'm so, it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of a old standard song, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. And you know, he's got all that like jazz piano riffing in there. Um, but I mean, again, the thing all across this record that, that, that 
continues to blow me away is the is his use of harmony. I mean, his use of harmony is yeah. unbelievable. And it's why I come back to this record over and over and over. It's so complex. It's so, t the chords are so clustery. Everything is clustered uh, together. And again, with this song, this is like, you know, kind of like this like standard sounding kind of like, cheesy melody yet he he harmonizes it in this way that's like outrageous and just uh you know it's funny because when i when i when i was listening to the record I, I again yesterday i was like oh this song yeah this is going to be lame and then i was like oh my i couldn't believe like just what he does with the harmony makes everything he can take, otherwise he can take this song that is like not really a Prince song, kind of like this, like cutesy almost, I'll die in your arms. You know, it's like, and right. and make it amazing because he harmonizes it so beautifully and un uniquely is the, is the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joan, your score on this? My score on this was six. All right. Wayne? Uh, three. And then this is my four. That leads us to girls and boys. <laughs> he gave her all the love that anyone can. But she was promised to another man. He tried so hard not to go insane. Birds to fly. Um, so this song was released as a single in the UK, um, but it was a B side to another lover hole in your head, um, in the U S in 1996. So here's a little fun fact. 1996, the song was also included on the soundtrack album, girl six, which was for the movie girl six, which was directed by Spike Lee. Um, and here we go. One more, one more fun fact. Sheila E is on backing vocals on this. Oh. So there you go. Uh, and going back to Wayne, what you were saying with the, uh, the French thing. So yeah, there's, uh, there's plenty of French, uh, being, being spoken. In spoken. This yeah. Yeah. And I love this song too. Um, for lots of reasons. I, I love that he starts it off by complimenting his own ass, which is great. <laughs> And then, and then the the horn riff and the guitar, like it's almost they do sometimes overlap, but it was almost like they were played separate, almost like as in female and male, because there's this definite, you know, kind of sexy talk going back and forth between the female harmonies and Prince. Um, but yeah, this was I love this song. Just back to the just like I say, the guitar has a weird, almost like baby yeah. talk effect on it. Um, so there's just lots of cool things going on in the song. 
Are you talking about the wow, wow, wow? Yeah, part, that part. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and then other parts of it too, the guitar. But I, I also like the bar- the berry the baritone playing the hook, pretty much. You know, is so <laughs> is so hot. And then yeah, the guitar sounds like a voice. That's exactly right. It's so um, it's it it is like it is just it does actually feel like hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know what else to say on this. It's just. <laughs> it's a perfect song. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and even after I say perfect song, it doesn't get my top score. Um, but it's it's a 10. And that if we were doing a 10 out of 10 uh, rating scale, scale uh, this would also be a 10. All right. Mm-hmm. Wayne, your score? Uh, it's also a 10. Yep. And Joan? Me too. 10. All right. Yeah. Next Next song is Life Can Be So Nice. Um, and this is probably where I, again, I don't have the record, so I don't know if this is where you would have flipped the record over, but, uh, you guys okay with the sequencing? Am I okay with it? Yeah. Going, going from, going from, um, girls and boys to, to this song. I love it. I love this song. Okay. Yeah. What, what you you got a problem with it? Let's hear about it. <laughs> I I don't know. I it, I kind of felt like at the beginning of the record he was kind of uh, sequencing where it'd be a faster song and then he'd slow it down, like you mentioned with with one of the previous songs, and then it'd be more of a slower song. So he just kind of keeps the 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 tempo going. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> don't back no, that. No. Uh, Go ahead. I don't have a problem. I mean, I, I, I like this song. Um, one thing I love about it is it sounds like something Morris Day would say. Mm-hmm. Life is so nice. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets, but it gets a little weird um, towards the, towards the end where almost, I don't know. It's like it loses time or yeah. maybe it's that he has so much going on that it starts to, it's like he starts to slow some parts yeah. of it down, but the other parts still play. So it gets, it just gets weird. Yeah. And then, uh, but percussion wise, I think this is possibly the the strongest song. Um, you guys know sign of the times, right? Yes. So, so the structure, mm-hmm. the structure of the song totally reminds me of hot thing. Mm. You guys know the song Hot Thing on Ooh. Sign of the Times? Mm. He even does a little bit of the squeal thing that he yeah. does in Hot Thing, and that's around, I don't know, two, two and a half minute 
Mark. Um, actually, he does the squeal thing a lot in his songs, but um, I felt like the squeal thing was very similar on this one as it is in Hot Thing. And look, if you're going to plagiarize your, um, someone, you might as well plagiarize yourself, right? Yes. I think it's actually not know. even called plagiarization. That. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> is that a word, plagiarization? You made that up. I think it is. Okay. Okay, good. Sure. Uh, what do you guys think on the uh, his his uh, stance of scrambled eggs are boring? Do you guys feel scrambled eggs are boring? I guess it depends who, who who's making them. Depends who's making them. <laughs> Come on. Perfect. Love it. I mean, no one plays the clarinet the way you play my heart. No one. Uh, no one could say those words besides uh, him and make it work. Really? That's the best line. Yeah. That's the best that's, line. Like I say, that's right up there with complimenting your own ass. No one can pull that off. Yeah. And then that incredibly weird flute hook thing that's there. And again, we're like, we got the flutes all over this record, which is also just like the flute is just so weird and can be so bad, you know? Yeah. And he just made it yeah. so cool. Um, and then, yeah, like the breakdown on this song, I, I literally got chills listening to the song again because it, it does feel like it falls. Everything's like getting sucked into a black hole and then it kicks in again. It's just like, it's such a release. The double kick drum shit that he does at the end isn't, I mean, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? That reminds me of uh, darling Nikki, that double, that all the, all the crazy kick drum oh, stuff yeah. and then wendy and lisa's you know backing vocals are just like i don't know the song is so interesting kind of reminds me and this is like probably going to make sense to very few people but kind of reminds me of like what sly and the family stone might be doing in 1986 okay you know just like yeah, yeah i don't know and i i think prince was heavily influenced by sly Absolutely. Oh, yeah, there's no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get some scores on this, Joan. What's your score? Mine is nine. Okay. Wayne. Seven. I'm matching your seven. Um, all right. Next song is Venus to Milo. a instrumental so um the only notes i have on here is sheila e is on the drums oh cool okay that's, that's, that's the only notes i have this feels like a palate cleanser to me yeah you know, yeah it's it like maybe it, it and it also reminds me of like like something from low bowie's low record if prince made low and then also just cheesed it out incredibly okay I don't know. yeah i can see that yeah any any i mean there's not a whole lot to this song i mean it, yeah i feel it like is, it's prepping it you 
to get your mind blown by mountains. That's what I feel like. I feel like, okay, we got, life's been so nice. It's like exploded and then come back together. And it's like really weird song. And then it's like palate cleanse because you are about to get hit with mountains. That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. Uh, This is my one. Wayne. Yeah, same thing. It sounded like uh, the piano player at Nordstrom's. I mean, I'm it, yeah, was, totally. it was beautiful in its own right, but it, it didn't it didn't do anything. I didn't I can say maybe it was key to the movie. It had but it did have a very like 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 Joan said, a definitely kind of a setup feel to it like watch out. Yeah. yeah. I love the piano players at Nordstrom's though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not disparaging them. Oh, I'm just Okay. All right. Yeah. Joan, did I get your score? That was a two. Okay. And then now we go to mountains. Uh, second single from the record uh, reached number 23 in the US, number 45 in the UK. And um, remember how we were saying that about perfect songs? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a perfect song. So true. When, when, when Prince passed away four years ago, I this was one of the first ones I went to along with uh, Pop Life. Mm. So, anyways, I just love this song. I do too. And I don't have any. I don't have anything monumental from uh, Prince Vault about this one, other than um, there is a 2009 live version where Prince performed it as a medley with the Jacksons' "Shake Your Body Down to the Ground." Okay. And you absolutely need to go find that. It is <laughs> That's fantastic. For sure. It is fantastic. Um, all right. Wendy and Lisa composed the music to it and brought it to Prince, and he provided the lyrics. Wow. So. I didn't know that, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yes. So, oh. Anyways, um, that's all I got on this as far as the notes, other than to say this song kicks ass there you go yeah it's it's super soulful and it it gave me it reminded it made me think of like earth wind and fire like there's this very Mm -hmm. big band there's horns and there's uh you know all these beautiful vocal harmonies and this just real soulful funky just yeah one of the one of the highlights of his career yeah all right I mean, the lyric, love will conquer if you just believe. I mean, you know, that's a great message. Thank you, Prince. We need that all the time, you know? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And um, 
And then I feel like he sort of tips his hat to Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed with the, and the girls say. Oh. Every time I hear that, I think, oh, he's like, he's sort of like referencing that, but in his way. And I don't know if that's true. That's my, that's just my personal thought. Um, and then the crazy bridge that like really slows it down. Like it feels, this song feels like you're like literally soaring. And then you like go, like you sort of like something happens where like you're in the, you're in the, in the dance hall and you like go into another room and it has a weird vibe in there. And, and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily bad. It's just like, different and a different vibe yeah very different vibe and then when it you know swings back in um and then again just the harmony of this song is so hip and that's so cool that that wendy and lisa wrote it and then those like the outro is so cool with those like really low male vocals that i have no idea what they're saying like it's a chicka buddy i don't know what they're saying down there but that's the way it ends with like just like a like just like a groove there at the end. It's like, wow, just mind blown. <laughs> According to the lyrics, are they saying starvation? So, I oh. cannot know. I don't know. I, I didn't think so. I'm going to go listen to it again. Cause that, that's what it says on lyrics, but you know, I got the lyrics from the internet. So, you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get some scores on this. This is my 11. Wayne? This is my 9. Okay. And Joan? Yeah, this is my 11, and it was really a tie with 12, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next song, Do You Lie? (laughs) Do you lie? Do you cry? So when I need someone to talk to, you're not around. You're not around. When I need a tough touch, I won't frown. Well, it sounds it starts with a French child speaking. <laughs> yes, yes, and you guys know what the translation is? No. The children who lie don't go to paradise. All right, oh, I no. remember paradis. Right. Yeah. Oh God. That's um, a very and I harsh think it, uh, statement. Yeah, and I and I think that he was trying too hard to really. Um, make this a like a you know quote unquote french vibe yeah. um because you know the first lines is when yeah. i lie awake in my boudoir yes so <laughs> and i'm like yeah come on yeah but it's so tongue-in-cheek too i mean it's so i know campy it's campy it is it yeah. is if he was yeah. going for campy with the boudoir he nailed it well this song is campy this song is 100 percent cabaret camp so he wasn't being serious on this song, you think? 
definitely lie. Do you lie? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's like, look what I can do. Look at what I can do and get away with it because I'm so good. It's so absurd, this song. I think he's being absolutely ridiculous. He also gets into it. I mean, it's not like he wouldn't put it on the record if he didn't know it was brilliant because it is. But it's, you know, I mean, it's like it's just 100 percent camp. No. All right. Well, then I got to listen to it with with that in mind where it's more tongue in cheek because I thought he was being serious, but may, maybe uh okay. Now I got to listen to this again, uh, which I'm going to anyways cuz it's such a great record. What do you think, Wayne? Are you with me? Is it campy? Um I yeah, I I did get a very uh tongue in cheek camp okay. feel, but I I and also like I say this goes a lot was sounded a lot along the lines of under a cherry moon felt like it was kind of a period piece to set you in that movie. Um, but I, the female harmonies in this are, are, are really impressive. Outrageous. Yes. Again, the harmonies are so good. And the bridge and the way harmonically the bridge gets back into the verse. I literally was, when I was listening to it, I was like, how actually did he do that? Like, and I'm going to go and learn it and see how he slides back into the verse because it's not nor- a normal harmonic movement there. Not a regular one, you know? Anyway. Uh-oh, is this going to be on Joan's third cover record? Uh, probably not. Okay. Pro- right. Probably not. But, I mean, actually, I should not say that. That's so silly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, all right. Um, so I got to I got to go re-listen to this because I gave it my two. Wayne, what's your score? Uh, four. And then Joan. Yeah, I gave it five. Okay. Which uh, takes us to the song. Uh-oh. This is this <laughs> You guys both know the Tom Jones Art of Noise cover of the song. I actually yeah. do not. I've been told oh. a lot about it because, as we will probably get to, I have also covered the song. But so everyone just, just spoiled, assumed my punchline. Oh no, baby! I'm sorry. Okay, spoiled, shh. You, rewind. You spoiled my punchline because I was like, "Do you both know the cover of someone who goes by Jonah's policewoman who did this cover?" Uh, yeah, there you go. There I'm you go. so sorry. Um, no, it's all good. It's all good. 
Yeah, I I didn't know about it. And I have been told over and over not to listen to it. So I actually haven't. No, you need to. It's okay. It's okay. So going back to the the previous song where we were talking about camp. campy and tongue and oh, cheek. Yeah. Total, so total, camp. total, total tongue and cheek. It's, okay, it, I'll check it out right after this. Yeah, I'm go, looking go forward listen. to it. Yeah, yeah, go listen to it. It's yeah. great. Um, this was the first single off the record, and of course, it was a number one hit. Uh, held the number one spot for two weeks back in 1986, and um, yeah, it's great. This song is so good, so good. Um, my only question for you guys is: so my kids listen to this because I, I I try my best to instill some semblance of of good for you thank you music culture um doesn't know it doesn't always work but for prince gotta try gotta try yeah they 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 take to prince so they asked me what dynasty was oh god (laughs) so so what show i I like pray to be asked that question (laughs) so what show from the 80s should he have used instead or are we okay with using dynasty so that we we get to tell people all about the 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 show oh my god that there's Lynn, no other show Linda it could be yeah i thought he nailed it okay so not dallas oh god no not fantasy Dyn- no, no. dynasty no come on have you ever watched <laughs> dynasty have you ever watched dynasty uh when i was like uh 15 okay guess what you got to go back because you will laugh your head off yes Okay, yeah. Joan Co- Joan Collins was so good in it. Though. Oh God, yes. incredible! Not though, like it's so good because it's it's actually amazing acting, but so over the top. The outfits, yeah. I mean, are alone. The outfits. Yes. All right. Anyway. Well, I, I am going to be finishing up the newsroom very soon, Wayne. Should I go and binge Dynasty? Is that my ne- next binge? Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know if it's on, if it is on one of the streamings. You, sh- you, sh- you apparently need to. I'll go find it on DVD if I need to. There you go. Wow, that's a commitment. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> this song is. starts with a grunt. That's the yes. first thing you, he- you hear. How good is the intro, though? It's just the, ridiculous. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guitar solo before the last verse is, is on fire. Um, just, I'd say the, the, the line that I, it's, uh, it's so perfect. And once again, only Prince could be able to pull, to say this to somebody would be act your age, not your shoe size. I just love the way he says it. Uh, and it's it's something I obviously has rolled through my mind on a number of occasions, but mm-hmm. I've never I've never muscled up the courage to say it. You, yeah. Well, you're not Prince. You also wouldn't brag. No, I'd never get away with it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take a beat. No, and you also wouldn't brag about your ass. Well, I would, but oh. it wouldn't it wouldn't I wouldn't get me any. It wouldn't it wouldn't have the same effect. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Is there any doubt that this is our top score? No. Okay. Women, right. not girls, rule my world. Yeah, rule my world. That is a number twelve. Rule my world. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Top. Top score. Also, Easy. just have to throw in in the video, it shows Wendy playing guitar, mm-hmm. and 
for me, you know, I would see a lot of women singing. And yes, I would see like Hart, Joan Jett. There were people, there were women playing guitar. But like Wendy was just cooler than everyone else. So to see that Mm. was huge for me at that time. I was 16. Anyway, I know I'm not alone. And also huge for men to see a woman playing guitar. It's huge for anyone to see a woman playing guitar and to have Prince be like, yeah, take it, Wendy. You know, Prince. Anyway. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, Prince, who was a notorious um, womanizer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next next song is another lover hole in your head. Yeah, that's all one word. If yep. you're not not looking at it. Uh, this was the third single from the record. Um, B-side was the LP version of Girls and Boys oh. and didn't do much. It uh, Highest peak was number 63 in the Billboard Hot 100. And in the UK, it reached number 36. But still a great song. And I don't know. Yeah, that surprised me because yeah. uh, I do. I remember this song and I, I really like this song. I mean, this this wasn't real far behind kiss. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a great lyrically. I think it's a really good song, much more of a, a, a story that's being, being told here. And he's, I like that he, and he's using his, his more natural singing voice, like on kiss, he kind of gets up higher. And in a couple of these songs, he kind of will get into that almost, that almost scream, like just before he's going to scream. And this one's more piano driven than guitar driven, but I just love that, that whole, um, you know, you don't want, you don't need nobody else, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm all you're ever going to need. I'm the one you need. I'm the only one who can do it. There's this, there's this line between pleading, but yet there's still this bravado in it um, of, of, like I say, telling this, this woman, you know, don't 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 see don't see other guys. I'm I'm the guy for you. But at the at the same time, it's a very powerful. Like I'm the only one who can do it. Uh, so yeah. I, I really enjoyed this song a lot. Yeah, Joan, how about you? Yeah, this is another song that comes. You know, I will just start singing during conversations uh, with my friends um, to illustrate a point. Um, you know, th- that's true for this record. It's true for Prince, let's be real. His lyrics, I mean, are just so catchy and unique. Uh, and, yeah. you know, that expression is, is, is so good and so apt for that situation. Uh, it's, it's interesting because uh, after Kiss, 
which is such an incredibly up pop hit. Uh, wh- what do you do? Well, for me now, the rec- the record, which has only two more songs, starts to really get sad again. You know, it goes. It yeah. starts to the denouement is beginning. And this song is really melancholy sounding to me. I mean, it has the crazy jazz chords in there, amazing strings. I, and, I, and I really love the song, but like I didn't love it as much as I remembered loving it when I heard it again, which was, I was really surprised about. It's great, yeah. but it, I, I guess also it was like, I don't want this up feeling to end. So it was also a little bit that it was like, oh, I don't want to feel sad. <laughs> well, yeah, and and spoiler alert: this and the next song are towards the end of the movie as well. Right. And I'm just gonna, so I'm gonna help you guys, the listeners, save your two dollars and ninety nine cents. Christopher Tracy dies. Okay, <laughs> so the, the there's your spoiler alert. Save your three dollars. Um, so. We'll we'll get to the next song, which is really a downer. All right, uh, this is my nine. Wayne, what was your score? This is my eleven. This was my second favorite. Wow. All right, and John? I, I I got crazy because I was like really angry that I have to uh, rate the songs because the whole reason why I chose this record is that it's a piece of music, not separate songs. <laughs> So, well, this is four, even though that's not really true, but I just started getting mad. So that's my four. <laughs> well, Joan, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you waited until the 11th song to give us crap about our scoring. So, oh, it's fine. I, I, I was certain that you, you get it every time you're talking to musicians who that is probably their least favorite thing to do. Yeah, and I've had to defend the scoring a lot recently. And look, we we said when we started this podcast over 100 episodes ago that we wanted to do something a little bit different. And we really wanted to dive into the record instead of just saying, oh, this is a good song. Well, tell me why it's a good song. Why is it better than this other song on the record? And... um. It has definitely caused me to to really dive into the record and try and find some of the the nuances and production and the the cool lyrics and and whatnot. So yeah, I think it's I, a great I defi- idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my only defense of it would be that we're ranking the songs personally to like I per I rank these songs from favorite to to least favorite personally like yeah. i'm not rating them i mean because i agree that would be uh almost blasphemous to to try to to rate prince's work but in order of these of these 12 songs this is this is my order of how much how much i like each one yeah and that's part of the part of the reason why we did the scoring as well because we know that people consume music in different ways mm-hmm. and it strikes them in different different yeah. ways it just happens that for this record, we all love Kiss. It all it all affects us. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. So this is last song on the record, and it is sometimes it snows in April. I want to see him again. 
But sometimes, sometimes life ain't always the way. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so bad, so bad. Sometimes I wish that life was never ending. And all good things they say never last. And my score is way higher than your guys's. That, wow. I'll just throw that out. Um, and maybe it is because so it was. Uh, a little over four years ago that Prince passed away. And this was, this was a song that um, got some notice from other people when they were doing tributes to Prince. This was one where uh, I heard a couple different people do, do some tributes. Um, and Joan, you've done some, some work with Michelle and I always slaughter her, her last name. Yeah, and I was, was going to talk yeah. about this too, so I'm glad you started. Yeah, go ahead. Her cover version is beautiful. It's the best. Ab- absolutely beautiful. It's incredible, in my opinion, better than the original. I'm going out there and saying it. Okay, I'm glad you said it because I was going to as well. <laughs> but um, thank you for, for going out there. Oh, yeah, um, no problem. <laughs> it, this is a super long song. Like it, it could have easily been pared down. And when he played this live towards the end of his, uh, his life, he scaled it down to like a three minute long song, um, which I think probably would have been better, but I, I get, I get why he did it. Um, you know, he's, he's trying to tell the story and wrap up this, this nice little, uh, description of christopher tracy and you know it's it's a sad song so that's it that that's all i got um so i i gave this an eight as opposed to your guys' scores so it it must not have resonated with you guys quite as much as it did for me no i i there's parts of it that i really like i think the chorus is is beautiful um but there were I can say, and some in the beginning of the verse, and but after that, okay, I I don't know. There was just it it, it didn't uh, it didn't resonate with me. But there were parts of it that I found, you know, very beautiful. I I used to like this song a lot more, um, and again, the orchestration is super cool. Some of the arrangements are amazing, and I agree, the chorus is is great. Um, it's not my favorite Prince song by any stretch of the word. Michelle's version. Now hearing Michelle's version, both recorded and live a number of times, I just, she did what I think, she did with the song what I believe to be the best treatment, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, I gave it a one. Just to be incredibly controversial, people. Controversy. (laughs) Controversy. 
Oh, perfect. All right. Um, so this is the point of the episode where I say, did we cover everything? Did I miss anything? Did we miss anything on this record? I don't, if I, if we did, I don't know what it is. Yeah. We didn't miss any songs. We could talk about this record till the cows come home, but we don't have that time. So I think, I think we did it. All right. So there's no question what our number one song was. That's, that's kiss. That was a consensus 12. Um, mountains was our second with a 10.33 average score. Third was girls and boys. Not by much. That was, uh, that was straight tens across, across the board for, for us. Fourth was another lover hole in your head. And, uh, rounding out our top five was life can be so nice. So I, I ruined it for you guys with my six for new position that barely, barely missed our top five. No problem. That's we fine. okay with that top five. We'll let, it, we'll let that slide. I'm fine with any, five, with though, any right? of it. Yeah. It's so fun to talk <laughs> about this record. That's uh, so good. And yeah. I've been, I've been waiting for a guest for, Look, we're over 100 episodes now, and I've been waiting for somebody to 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 pick a Prince record. So thank you so much for picking one. Oh, my God. You've had 10 episodes and no one's chosen a Prince record? We've had 100 episodes 100 and nobody episodes. Is, has picked a Prince record. Yeah, no one's yet to pick a David Bowie record. What? That's, sh- that's another shame. It was, yes. yeah. Oh, those are the two my- artists that you're going to want to be talking about whole records of. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm with y'all. Well, if you want to do a whole other podcast just on Prince and Bowie, I'll be the third. Uh, what do you call you guys? The Pod- host. Podcast yeah. hosts. Pod- I'll be the podcast pro- host. I'll be the third podcast host. And I promise I won't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Perfect. Perfect. All right, Joan, this was awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, Joan. So so tell our listeners where they can find all the happenings of Joan as policewoman. Yeah, well, I got a website very cleverly called jonaspoliswoman.com. Uh, and then I'm on all the social media. My record came out on May 1, cover 2. Check it out. You can get it in all the regular places. I had a tour that was starting right now. In Europe, Ugh. all over Europe for two months, which seems to be being rescheduled about a year from now. Um, okay. Always these days, everything up in the air. So we shall see. Yes. Um, and maybe that means I'll be uh, booking a, uh, a tour of the U.S. Uh, because we'll be uh, raring to, uh, to play live if that you know, if if a, a number of things are checked, which who knows? Who knows? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, just like in your cover. That's right. Just like Loverboy. Get lucky, people. Get lucky. Get lucky. Get lucky. Perfect. <laughs> right. All right. So, so last question. We ask this of all of our guests. So who do you know that I don't know who should join us on this podcast to revisit one of their favorite records? That you don't know. I mean, you should have Michelle on. Yeah. yeah. yeah Love she, to have Michelle on. She's incredible. I'll have to practice pronouncing her name. Nicky Ocello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to listen to this episode over and over again so that I finally get it yeah, stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Once you got it, you got it. But she okay. is one of the most incredible human beings I've ever known. And her mind is is just, just beautiful. And the way she interacts with music in her mind um, and her just genius – her gene, her magical genius with music. Uh, I urge you to uh, get her on this. If, if uh, you know, if you can do, do it, do it. She's uh, right. super special. Yeah. Put in the good, put in the good word for us. I will. All right. So as a reminder, you can find all of our old episodes, go to records, revisit podcast. You can find all of our happenings on our socials, Facebook page, records, revisit podcast, we're at Twitter at Podcast Records. Wayne Man's the Instagram page, uh, so you can find all of his uh, shirts. And what's your what's your latest top top ten that you're doing? Uh, favorite live shows that I've been to. Favorite live shows. All right. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on all the major platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Spotify. You know all the stuff. So thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. I would tell you to go to a live show, but you know the situation. So please go support your favorite musician by uh, checking out any of their live feeds on the YouTubes, the Instagrams, the Facebook Lives. And right now, go buy a t-shirt of the band, buy a record. We are Records Revisited, and we are out. Out. Out.